Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Did Jesus preach Islam? By Muhammad Sulaiman, part 2. Four one three original sin. According to Paul, through one man Adam, sin entered the world in the form of original sin. Original sin is harbored in every descendant of Adam. The entire human race inherits it from the very moment of conception, according to Paul. For as by one man's Adam's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one man's Jesus' obedience, many will be made righteous. Romans chapter 5 verse 19. On the contrary to that notion, the Quran teaches us that there is no original sin because God is forgiving and both Adam and Eve repented and were forgiven. The Quran says in the meaning of which then Adam received words from his Lord, so his Lord pardoned him, accepted his repentance. He is very relenting the most merciful Quran chapter 2 verse 37 4131 original sin is an innovation both Islam and Judaism teach that humans are born free from sins Jesus himself peace be upon him never mentioned anything about original sin the doctrine of original sin was adopted in the second century by the church and it is based on the teachings of the epistles of Paul. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. <clears throat> that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. 4132. Original sin contradicts the teachings of Jesus. Jesus, peace be upon him, never mentioned anything about original sin of Adam and Eve, and he never mentioned that he was sent to suffer and to die on the cross to redeem our original sin. The following verse of John's Gospel was claimed to refer to the original sin and redemption. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. However, this verse was stated by John and not by Jesus, peace be upon him. In addition, it could be understood in the sense that like all prophets, Jesus, peace be upon him, was sent to take away sins of people by guiding, the <coughs> by guiding them to God's straight path. According to that law of God, which Jesus, peace be upon him, was sent to fulfill, the Son shall not bear the iniquity of the Father, neither shall the Father bear the iniquity of the Son. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20. In addition, Jesus, peace be upon him, emphasized that for God to forgive us, we have to forgive others. And when you stand to pray, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Mark 
chapter 11, verse 25. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Matthew 6, chapter 14. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. If your sins have been already forgiven through the crucifixion of Jesus, peace be upon him, what is the point of hoping to be forgiven by God? 4133, original sin contradicts God's grace. According to Christian scholars, God's justice requires that there should be a payment for the penalty for sin. Therefore, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was offered as the atonement for sins so that both the the justice, so that both the justice and the love of God have been maintained. However, does original sin, as claimed, materialize the justice and grace of God? Christian scholars believe that outside the church there is no salvation, so those who are not uh, baptized, whether adults or newborns, could not enjoy salvation. Now, what would happen to all those people who lived for thousands of years since Adam till the advent of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him? And what is the position of the newborns who die before baptism? Are they entitled for the grace of God? According to the church, the answer is no. Even though the church suggests that hell of the newborns is a mitigated form called limbo, still they have been deprived of heaven. In addition, limbo of the infants is not an official doctrine of the Catholic Church and it is not accepted by both the Eastern Orthodox and Protestant uh, churches. On the other hand, the Eastern Orthodox Church lays much stress on the resurrected Christ's action of liberating Adam and Eve and other righteous figures of the Old Testament, such as Abraham and David, from Hades, the hell fire or hell, some Protestant scholars believe that those who died as believers prior to the crucifixion of Jesus resided in a place that is not heaven, but not hell, a place named Abraham's bosom. Is it fair for the righteous people before Christ to be deprived of the grace of God for thousands of years and be kept in a bosom? Original sin, which is based on Paul's philosophical teachings, uh, contradicts uh, with God's passion, kindness, justice, and love. It is uh, cruel enough to deprive today's unpaptized newborns of the God's grace and contradicts with the teachings of Jesus Christ and all other prophets of God, peace be upon them all. Therefore, though Pope Paul II was supposed to be one of the guardians of the notion of original sin, he denounced it. See figure 4. 4.2. Deviations and Practices Many worshipping rituals of Christianity were introduced by the church long time after Jesus' peace be upon him. These rituals are utterly unbiblical and were influenced by the pagans of the Roman Empire in Europe, by the Roman Empire in Europe, and they were influenced by the pagans of the Roman Empire in Europe, Africa, and Asia. In other words, the church Christianized some rituals of the surrounding pagan religions, to attract them as demonstrated in the following example, please return also to our book, Restore Your Original Religion. 421. Confession of Sins to a Priest <coughs> The concept of confession of sins to a priest was not taught by Jesus, peace be upon him, in the Bible. 
God forgives all sins as we confess them directly to him. First uh, John chapter 1 uh, verse 9. God does not need mediators between us and him. Say, O my servants who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair of God's mercy, for God forgives all sins. He is indeed the forgiver, uh, the clement. Quran chapter 39, verse 53. 422, Intercession of the Saints. <coughs> uh, before going into this, let me read the, this. Original sin is not only the violation of a positive command of God, but also and above all a violation of the will of God expressed in that command. Original sin attempts then to abolish fatherhood, destroying its rays which permeate the created world, placing in doubt the truth about God and leaving man only with the sense of the master-slave relationship. Figure 4, a quote from Pope Paul II in his book, Crossing the Threshold of Hope. Random House, Incorporation, New York City, page 228, uh, year 1994. <coughs> 4 to 2, Intercession of the Saints, Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, and Roman Catholic Churches held the doctrine of the intercession of the saints. Uh, prayer to... Uh, to saints was borrowed from pagans to attract them to Christianity. Therefore, the church simply replaced Roman pagan gods with the Christian saints. The intercession of saints was never mentioned by Jesus, peace be upon him, and contradicts the following verse of the Bible, which reads, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omen, or who consults the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 and 11. Logically, who has the authority to appoint someone as a saint? In addition, in order for a saint to hear all prayers directed to him, he should possess the attributes of omniscience and omnipresence, both of which make him as associate to God. God is near to all of us and does not need saints as intercessors. He hears our prayers and forgives our sins, no matter how much or how big they are. And when my servant asks you about me, I am near. I answer the call of the caller when he calls on me. So let them answer me and have faith in me that they may be rightly guided. Quran chapter 2 verse 186. 4, 2, 3. Prayers to Mary. Catholics and Orthodox pray to Mary as the Queen of Heaven and Mother of God. This was originally practiced at the time of the Romans for goddesses or for goddess Isis of Egypt. The worship of Isis was combined with the worship of her husband Osiris and her son Horus, who constituted an ancient Egyptian trinity that preceded the Christian trinity by thousands of years. Isis worship spread throughout the Greco-Roman world. Figure 5. For instance, there was an annual ancient Roman religious festival in honor of the goddess Isis at least until the year 416 CE. To attract Isis worshippers to Christianity, the church substituted her with Mary, peace be upon her. Therefore, the worship of Mary is not biblical. 
has roots in pagan ancient Egyptian practices and was never taught by Jesus, peace be upon him. 424. Consumption of Christ's body and blood. In Eucharist, Holy Communion, Lord's Supper, the Sacrament of Sacraments, Christians eat bread and drink wine to symbolize Jesus' body and blood. This practice has roots in Mithraism, which was a popular religion in the Roman Empire in the first through 5th centuries CE. According to Mithraism, their god Mithras was present in the flesh and blood of the bull, and when his followers consumed them, they were granted salvation. Therefore, the bull was replaced with Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, who is considered by Christians as God in the flesh, and the bread and wine symbolize Jesus, peace be upon him, body and blood. You could see this in figure 6. 4 to 5 festivals <clears throat> to deceive and compromise with pagans so that they become christians the church co-opted their festivals and gave them new christian names one christmas and winter solstice christ christmas and winter solstice jesus was born in fall and not in winter in winter solstice pagans used to celebrate the day of uh, Saturnalia, which is the birthday of their unconquered sun god, Sol Invictus, Sol, sun god, Sol Invictus. Winter Solstice is also the birth date of the pagan god Attis and Mithras. 2. Easter and Spring Equinox, Equinox. Spring equinox is the time pagans had celebrations in honor of Esther or Ishtar, the goddess of fertility. Ishtar, the goddess of fertility. Three, St. John's Day in summer solstice. Summer solstice is the time when pagans celebrated the fire's festival, the fire festival, or what is called Letha. 4. St. Michael and All Saints in Fall Equinox Fall Equinox is the time of festivals of Dionysus, the festival of Pomona, the goddess of Rome, of fruits and growing things, and the festival of Avalon, the festivals of the wine and apple harvest. Do you believe that Christian festivals and pagan festivals coincide by chance, or this was deliberately planned by the church. 5. Tracing Jesus' original teachings. Is it, sorry, it is true that there were thousands of genuine records of the Gospels, and the church destroyed most of them and selected only four Gospels written tens of years after Jesus to be canonical. Nonetheless, still there are verses in the four canonical Gospels which still reflect the real nature of Jesus, peace be upon him, and his original message. These verses are coherent with the message preached by all the prophets of God who preceded Jesus and the message conveyed by the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, may the blessing and peace be upon him. In this section of the book, we will try to trace some of them. 5.1. God is one. Jesus, in several verses in the Gospels, emphasizes that God is one. 
God is one God and not a triune God as claimed by the church. Let's go over these verses. The most important one answered Jesus in, is this. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mark 12, uh, verse 29. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. John 17, 3. How can you believe since you accept the glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? John 5, verse 44. O Prophet Muhammad, say, I am but a man like you. It is revealed to me that your God is, is one God. Therefore, take the right way towards him and implore his forgiveness. Woe to those who associate other gods with him. Quran chapter 41, verse 6. 5-2, the fulfillment of the law of God. Jesus, peace be upon him, was dictated Sorry, Jesus, peace be upon him, was dedicated to the law of God. He used to teach this law in the temple and he commanded his followers to be committed to it. Please read the previous section 5, uh, 5.1 in this booklet. If Jesus had had the least intention to destroy or abrogate the law of God, as Apostle Paul claimed, why was he, why was he keen to keep and teach an, absolute, an obsolete law every day? Why was he keen to keep and teach an obsolete law every day? Every day Jesus was teaching the law at the temple. Luke chapter 21 verse 37. Because Jesus, peace be upon him, like all prophets of God, was dedicated to the law of God, he explicitly commanded his followers to stick to it and not even to think otherwise. Then we have put you, O Muhammad, on a plain pathway of commandment, so follow you that and follow not the desires of those who do not know. Quran chapter 45 verse 18. When the believers are called to God and his messenger to be judged, they say we hear and obey. We, he we hear and we obey and those are the successful. Quran chapter 24 verse 51. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, the Old Testament or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. Matthew 5.17 why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only only one who is good if you want to enter life. Keep the commandments. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17. The Quran affirms that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was sent to confirm the law of God, and so did the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And confirming Jesus, what was before me of the Torah, and to make lawful for you some of what was forbidden to you, and I have come to you with a sign from your Lord, so fear God and obey me. Quran chapter 3 verse 50. It is not for any believer, man or woman, when God and his messenger have decided a matter to have the liberty of choice in their decision. Whoever disobeys God and his messenger has gone far astray. Quran chapter 33 verse 36. 5.3. Jesus was a prophet of God. All the prophets were sent by God to guide their people to his straight path. Jesus, peace be upon him, made it clear that he was sent as a prophet to guide the lost sheep of the house of Israel or the lost sheep of the sons of Israel. Therefore, people at his time recognized him as a prophet of God. Truly, truly, I tell you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. John 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown 
and in his own household. Matthew 13, uh, verse 57. And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Matthew chapter 21, verse 11. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. John chapter 17, verse 3. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. John chapter 13, verse 16. In the following verses, Jesus, peace be upon him, emphasized that the words he conveyed were God's words and not his. Isn't that the job of a prophet? These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. John chapter 14, verse 24. The Messiah, the son of Mary, was no more than a messenger. Many messengers had already passed away before him. His mother was a truthful woman. Quran chapter 5, verse 75. And we sent following in their footsteps Jesus, the son of Mary, confirming that which came before him in the Torah. And we gave him the gospel in which was guidance and light and confirming that which preceded it of the Torah as guidance and instructions for the righteous. Quran chapter 5, verse 46. 5, 4. Jesus was a man accredited by God. Jesus was recognized by people to be a man accredited. accredited. Jesus was recognized by people to be a man accredited by God. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Acts chapter 2 verse 22. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself but him who sent me. John chapter 5 verse 30. Is there of your claimed partners of God? Is there of your claimed partners of God one who guides to the truth? Say, it is God who guides to the truth. Is then he who guides to the truth more worthy to be followed, or he who finds no guidance unless he is guided? Quran chapter 10, verse 35. They, Jesus and Mary, both used to eat food. Note how we make clear the revelations to them, then note how deluded they are. Quran chapter 5, verse 75. The likeness of Jesus in God's sight is that of Adam. He created him from dust and then said to him be and he was quran chapter 3 verse 59 jesus 5 5 sorry 5 5 jesus was not divine 5 5 jesus was not divine 5 5 1 the father is greater than i i'm going to the father for the father is greater than i john 14 verse 28 why do you call me good no one is good except god alone uh, mark chapter 10 Verse 18, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. John chapter 10, verse 29. And Jesus said, indeed, God is my Lord and your Lord. So worship him. That is a straight path. Quran chapter 19, verse 36. 552, Jesus was a servant of God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. Acts 3 verse 13. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. John 13 uh, verse 16. Here is my servant Jesus whom I have chosen. Matthew 12 verse 18. Would God choose himself or his eternal son as a servant 
or more logically, he chooses his prophets to be his servants. 553. Jesus lacked knowledge and authority. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Mark 13, verse 32. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me command what I should say and what I should speak. John 12, verse 49. If Jesus' peace be upon him were divine, why did he lack knowledge and the authority? 554. Jesus' divinity is based on false speculations. Christian scholars have claimed that some verses in the Gospels imply the divinity and eternity of Jesus, peace be upon him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. John uh, chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 and now father glor glorify and now father glorify me in your presence with the glory i had with you before the word began john chapter 17 verse 5 i and the father are one john 10 verse 30 the notion of the first verses john uh, chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 was stated by john and not by jesus peace be upon him John was not an apostle or even an eyewitness of Jesus, peace be upon him. He wrote his gospel about 100 years after Jesus, and there is a possibility that he was influenced by the notions of Paul's epistles, which preceded his gospel. In addition, the original writings of John are not available, and therefore one should not drop the possibility that the false pen mentioned in Jeremiah 8, chapter 8, verse 8, might have manipulated these verses. This might be confirmed by the fact that John, in other verses, his gospel explicitly stated that God is one God. Read John chapter 5, verse 44, and John uh, chapter 17, verse 3, in section 5, 1. The second verse could mean that God glorified Jesus as he did with all his prophets when he planned to create mankind and the world. The third verse, John 10 verse 30 might imply that Jesus peace be upon is one in purpose with God because he preached God's straight path that is why Jesus said as you father are in me and I am in you that they also may be one in us John chapter 17 verse 21 definitely one in this verse means one in purpose and they say the most merciful God has taken for himself a son Assuredly, you utter a hideous thing, or a hideous thing, whereby almost the heavens are torn, and the earth is split asunder, and the mountains fall in ruins, that they ascribe unto the most merciful a son, when it is not suitable for the majesty of the most merciful that he should take a son. Quran chapter 5, verse 72. 5-6. Jesus' miracles were done by the will of God. It was by the will of God that Jesus did his miracles. Therefore, Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26, tell us that he was not able to heal a blind man in the first attempt. Would God or Son of God fail to heal a blind from the first attempt? But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come, up, come upon you. Luke chapter 11, verse 20. 
But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 12, verse 28. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by, the, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. And he will teach him writing and wisdom and the Torah and the gospel and make him a messenger to the children of Israel. Who will say, Indeed, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord, in that I designed for you from clay that which is like the form of a bird, then I breathe into it, uh, then I breathe into it, and it becomes a bird by permission of God. And I cure the blind and the leper, and I give life to the dead by, permis by permission of God. And I inform you of what you eat and what you store in your houses. Indeed, in that is a sign for you if you eat. And what you store, if you eat and what you store in your houses, indeed, in that is a sign for you if you are believers. Quran chapter 3 verses 48 and 49. Jesus, peace be upon him, admitted that he was capable of doing miracles by the help of God and not because he was divine. Interestingly, it was obvious for those who attended his miracles that he was a man supported by God. Acts chapter 2 verse 22. And not uh, God or Son of God. 5-7. Everybody is responsible for his own deeds. According to today's Christianity, Jesus suffered, died, buried, descended into hell and rose from the dead in order to grant eternal life and remission of sins to those who believe in him. Where in the Bible did Jesus say that he was God's Son? who was sent to suffer for the, for the remission of sins. On the contrary, in the Bible, as in the Quran, everybody is responsible for his own deeds. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their fathers. Each is to die for his own sin. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 16. No soul gets except what it is due, and no soul bears the burdens of another. Quran chapter 6, verse 164. Whoever is guided is only guided for the benefit of his own soul, and whoever errs only errs against it, and no bearer of burdens will bear the burdens of another, and never would we punish until we sent a messenger. Quran chapter 17, verse 15. 5.8. Love of Jesus necessitates his obedience. Jesus, peace be upon him, emphasized and commanded his followers who love him to obey his teachings and not to be misled by a false Messiah who might come after him even though he may perform great miracles and may be called an apostle. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. John chapter 14 Verse 24, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even the elect, see, I have told you ahead of time. Matthew 24, verse 23, take heed that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, do not go after them. Luke chapter 21 verse 8. O you who believe, obey God and obey the messenger, 
and those in authority among you. And if you dispute over anything, refer it to God and the messenger. If you believe in God and the last day. Quran chapter 4 verse 59. Is it fair after all these warnings of Jesus to follow a false Messiah like Paul, though he forsook the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him? 5.9. Son of God is a metaphor. The term son of God in the Bible is used, to, is used as a metaphor for prophets and even anyone who is righteous. Therefore, we find several sons of God in the Bible, table 1. In the following two verses, God considered David his sons did uh, in the following two verses, God considered David his sons. Uh, did the Jews then consider David a divine son of God? I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you, David, are my son. Today I have become your father. Psalm chapter 2 verse 7. I will be his father and he shall be my son. First Chronicles chapter 17 verse 13. Jesus, peace be upon him, clearly stated that God is his God and the God of his followers, and God is his Father and the Father of his followers. I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. John chapter 20, verse 17. How could Jesus, as, as, as a son of God and God, uh, have a God, and why his followers were not considered divine, though God is their Father? And the Christians say, the Messiah Christ is the Son of God. That is what they say with their mouths, imitating the sayings of the former unbelievers. Quran chapter 9, verse 3. And they say, The most merciful has begotten a son. You have come up with something monstrous, at which the heavens almost rupture, and the earth splits, and the mountains fall and crumble, because they attribute a son to the most merciful. It is not fitting for the most merciful to have a son. There is none in the heavens and the earth, but will come to the most merciful as a servant. Quran chapter 19 verses 88 to 93. Table 1, the term son of God is used to describe angels, prophets, and normal righteous people. It was commonly used among Jesus' people. Jacob is God's son and firstborn. Exodus 4 chapter 4 verse 22. Solomon is God's son. First, uh, second Samuel Chapter 7, verse, uh, verses 13 and 14. 1 Chronicles, chapter 28, uh, verse 6. Ephraim is God's firstborn. Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 9. Adam is the son of God. Luke, chapter 3, verse 38. Common righteous people are sons of God. Deuteronomy, chapter 14, verse 1. Romans, chapter 8, verse 14. John, chapter 1, verse 12. Job. Job chapter 1 verse 6, Genesis chapter 6 verse 4, etc. Angels are sons of God. If you go to Genesis chapter 6 uh, verse 2. 6. Did Jesus practice Islam? Jesus, peace be upon him, was born into a family of practicing Jews who was consecrated to the service of God. Throughout his life, like all prophets of God, he preached one God. Please read. 4.2 and 5.1 in this booklet. Believing in one God is essential in Islam. God does not forgive associating partners with him, but he forgives anything less than that to whomever he wills. Whoever associates anything with God has devised a monstrous sin. Quran chapter 4 verse 38. In addition, Jesus, peace be upon him, was committed to the law of God and he taught it to multitudes of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
and commanded them to practically apply it. He even taught the law of God in the temple when he was young and before his mission. In his last speech, Jesus, in his last speech, Jesus, peace be upon him, commanded his disciples to be committed to the law of God. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. By definition, believing in one God and commitment to his law is called Islam. Therefore, because Muslims apply the law of God, uh, because Muslims apply the law, therefore, because Muslims, the true Muslims, apply the law of God, they are the true followers of Jesus, peace be upon him. 6.1. Circumcision. God has an everlasting covenant with Abraham that males are to be circumcised. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Genesis chapter 17 verse 14. Therefore Jesus was circumcised when he was eight days old. Luke chapter 2 verse 21. Uh, uh, also Luke chapter 1 verse 59. Muhammad peace be upon him who is a descendant of Abraham uh, through his son Ishmael and all Muslims keep the covenant of God and are all circumcised. Would one claim to love Jesus peace be upon him and then follow Paul who broke the covenant of God with Abraham? Mark, mark my words. This is, listen to this Paul, what he's saying. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Galatians chapter 5, 2. See these contradictions of the false Messiah, Paul. 6, 2. Prayer. In his prayers, Jesus, peace be upon him, used to wash parts of his body. James chapter 4, verse 8. And to physically bow or prostrate to God. Matthew chapter 26, verse 38. As Moses and Aaron did Genesis 17 chapter 17 verse 3 Numbers chapter 20 verse 6 Jesus peace be upon never drew a sign of a cross on his body as some Christians do today Muslims pray five times a day their prayer is preceded by ablution and they bow down and prostrate to God like all prophets including Jesus 6 6 3 Jesus prohibited usury do not take interest or any profit from them, but fear your Lord, but fear your God, so that they may continue to live among you. Leviticus 25, chapter 25, verse 36. But love your enemies and do good, but love your enemies and do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. Luke chapter 6, verses 34 and 35. Jesus, peace be upon him, respected the law of God. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 36 and regarded the charging of any interest for loans as sinful luke chapter 6 verses 34 and 35 muslims also respect the law of god and do not take interest or the interest or usury however unfortunately this is not observed even by the vatican itself which invests in interest bearing schemes and requires church administrators to do likewise 6.4. Jesus did not drink wine. In John's Bible, chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, Jesus, peace be upon him, turned water into wine. However, this story seems to be a fabrication by the false pen uh, mentioned in Jeremiah, chapter 8, verse 8. First, the story was only mentioned in John's Gospel. Second, Jesus, peace be upon him, applied the law of God, and he knew that wine was a perpetual uh, statute throughout generations do not drink wine or strong 
drink neither you nor your sons it is a perpetual statute throughout your generations leviticus chapter 10 verses 8 and 9 they ask you about intoxicants and gambling say there is gross sin in them quran chapter 2 verse 219 third in this story jesus peace be upon talked too rudely to his mother mary this does not befit with him and his character and suggests that the story is a fabrication O woman what has this to do with me john chapter 2 verse 4 and god has made me jesus blessed Let's listen to what the Quran said. And God has made me blessed. Uh, and God has made me, Jesus, blessed when I, when I may be and, 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 and dutiful to my mother. And he did not make me a disobedient rebel. Quran chapter 19, verse 32. Fourth, even for the sake of argument, turning water into wine at the wedding does not mean that Jesus, peace be upon him, drank it. Six, five, Jesus did not eat pork. Pork is for is is forbidden in the Old Testament. Jesus, peace be upon him, was committed to the law of God, to the law of God, and therefore he and his true followers at his time never never consumed pork. Muslims also keep the law of God, uh, the law of God, and they never eat pork. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. They pigs are unclean for you. Leviticus eleven eight prohibited for you are carrion blood. The flesh of swine and animals dedicated to other than God. Quran chapter 5 verse 3. <coughs> However, Paul gave himself the authority to allow Christians to eat pork because they are no longer under the law of God. Paul the false messiah, the false apostle. For Christ is the end of law of righteousness to everyone that believes. Listen to this, this deviation for christ this is what paul is saying for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes romans chapter 10 verse 4 six 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 greetings that the, the greeting of muslims is peace be upon you this greeting was used by all prophets of god like david peace be upon him in first samuel chapter 25 uh, verse 6 the jews used to the word shalom which means in the hebrew language peace jesus peace be upon kept this tradition of greeting in john chapter 20 verse 19 uh, 21 26 luke 24 verse 36 while they were still talking about this jesus himself stood among them and said to them peace be with you this is in luke chapter 24 verse 36 Six, seven, prayers and meditation in solitary. Jesus, peace be upon used to slip out to a solitary place like a mountain to pray. Matthew 14, chapter 14, verse 23. He may, he may even spend all the night praying and meditating. meditating. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Praying in solitary was also practiced by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and by Muslims. Six, eight, Jesus never bowed down to a cross or a statue god has forbidden us to bow down to an idol or any likeness you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth you shall not worship them or serve them exodus chapter 20 verses 4 and 5 therefore jesus peace be upon never bowed down to a cross a statue of mary or statues of saints as commonly practiced by christians seven how was Christianity falsified? 
This was first initiated by Paul who preached religious teachings utterly different from, uh, from those of Christ, peace be upon him. This twisted Pauline Christianity suited the <coughs> suited well Constantine I, the pagan Roman emperor who claimed his conversion, <coughs> who claimed his conversion uh, to Christianity. The church then compromised with Constantine and formulated the twisted Pauline Christianity that was enforced with the help of the powerful emperor. 7.1. The role of Paul. Paul, as he described himself in the New Testament, was a Jew and a powerful persecutor of Christians. After Jesus' ascension, he claimed that he was converted to Christianity after seeing Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, in a vision. Interestingly, there are three contradictory accounts of the story of Jesus, peace be upon him, appearing to Paul in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 to 17, in Acts 22, uh, verses 6 to 21, in Acts 26, <coughs> verses 12 to, th to 18. Don't these contradictions raise doubt about the reliability of Paul's vision? Paul, after his doubtful vision, claimed that he had direct revelations from Jesus, peace be upon him, and appointed himself as an apostle of Jesus. This is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. In order to abolish Jesus' teachings, uh, peace be upon him, in his epistles. <clears throat> and he did so. In order to attract new Gentiles converts, Paul used his knowledge of the Greek Stoic philosophy to paganize Christianity. Therefore, Pauline Christianity was agreeable to the pagan Gentiles, and he was called by the church the apostle of the Gentiles. On the contrary, Paul was rejected by the true followers of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. Pauline Christianity is based on the divinity of Jesus, peace be upon him, as God and the incarnate Son of God, to the concept of the original sin, the concept of the original sin, three, the atonement of sins through the suffering and death of Jesus, peace be upon him, four, the salvation through faith in Jesus, peace be upon him, and not works of God's law. All these doctrines are innovations in the religion of Jesus. They contradict what Jesus brought. They are, not <clears throat> they are not based on teaching of Jesus and all other prophets of God. They are completely in contradiction of all that and deviations. Furthermore, as previously mentioned, Paul clearly claimed that his version of Christianity was better than Jesus' Christianity and considered both the law of God and Jesus Christ as curses, Please return to section 7-1 in this booklet. Isn't it obvious that Paul, the Antichrist, claimed his conversion to Christianity in order to abolish the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him, and destroy Christianity from within? Whoever then annuls, whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 19. Though Jesus, peace be upon warned from false messiahs like Paul, the church has succeeded to mislead Christians to follow Paul. Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. Mark chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, to deceive if possible, even the elect. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. 7 to the role of the emperor Constantine I. The son 
worshipper Roman Emperor Constantine claimed to have seen a vision and accordingly he decided to become a Christian in 312 AD or in CE 312. After his conversion to Christianity as normally practiced in Rome, Constantine became the head of the church, i.e. the Pontiff Maximus. This now is the title of the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. Though Constantine is venerated as a great uh, saint by Eastern Orthodox, Byzantine Catholics and Anglicans, uh, his conversion to Christianity is questionable. 1. Constantine was baptized 25 years after his claimed conversion to Christianity when he was on his deathbed in CE 337. 2. He did not make Christianity the state religion and allowed pagan religious festivals and practices. 3. He continued to mint coins imprinted with his unconquerable son God, Sol Invictus, figure 10. 4. He he substituted the Sabbath Saturday with Sunday, the day of his son God, as the day of worship throughout the uh, empire. Why then did Emperor Constantine become a Christian? Constantine was worried about his Roman Empire. He realized that his uh, vast empire was aging and needed uh, desperately a survival element. He realized that the false growing religion of Christianity can unify his empire and give it the needed momentum. Indeed, Christianity strengthened his empire. However, after about a decade, he discovered that the dispute about Jesus' divinity could again threaten the unity of his empire. Therefore, Constantine, out of his political uh, cleverness called for the Council of Nicaea in 325 CE to resolve the theological controversy of Jesus' divinity. At the Council of Nicaea, Emperor Constantine presided over 300 church bishops and church leaders and demanded them to define by a majority vote who is, who is Jesus Christ. To satisfy Constantine, who was inclined to Pauline Christianity, the Council of Nicaea overwhelmingly voted for the deity and eternity of Jesus Christ, peace be upon, and affirmed the Trinity. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, Constantine himself presided actively guiding the discussions and personally proposed the crucial formula expressing the relation of Christ to God in the creed issued by the Council over owed by the emperor, the bishops, with two exceptions, only signed the creed, many of them much against their inclination. This is 1971 edition, volume 6, Constantine, Constantine, page 386. Would one shape his faith according to a decision taken by voting in a council called for and presided by an, un, by an unbaptized pagan emperor? 73. The role of the church. After centuries of debates and disputes, the church, with the help of Emperor Constantine, succeeded to substitute Jesus' Christianity with Pauline Christianity. The, the, the triune nature of God, the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Ghost was crystallized at the councils of Nicaea and, Constanti- and Constantinople, which were held in 325 CE and 381 CE, respectively. The Bible, with its 27 books of the New Testament, was compiled by the Church and authorized at the end of the 4th century at the councils of uh, Carthage, uh, 397 CE. The Church tried to destroy all the genuine records of the Gospel, 
written in the Aramaic language of Jesus, peace be upon him, and the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which were written in the Greek language of Paul, were considered canonical. Those writers were not eyewitnesses of Jesus, peace be upon him, and wrote their Gospels between uh, 65 CE and uh, 110. This guaranteed that they were at least to some extent influenced by Paul's epistles, which were written earlier between three, between 37 CE, between 37 and 676 CE. You find this in table two. In addition, to ensure the compatibility of the New Testament with the uh, adopted Pauline Christianity, at least 13 of the compiled 27 books of the New Testament were written by Paul. Table two. Eight. Do you truly love Jesus? 8.1. You cannot love Jesus and follow Paul. You cannot love Jesus and follow Paul. God sent Jesus, peace be upon him, to guide people to his straight path. Therefore, Jesus' teachings and not Paul's teachings are the straight path to God. You might by now have realized that you have been living a lie and you are actually holding Paul's false teachings and not Jesus' teachings. If you hold to my teaching... You are really my disciples. John chapter 8, verse 31. And when God will say, O Jesus, son of Mary, did you say to the people, take me and my mother as gods rather than God? He will say, glory be to you. It was not for me to say what I have no right to. Had I said it, you would have known it. You are the knower of the hidden. I told them what you commanded me, that you shall worship God, my Lord and your Lord. Quran chapter 5, verses 116 and 117, O people of the book, why do you confound the truth with falsehood and knowingly conceal the truth? Quran chapter 3, verse 71. Say, O people of the scripture, do not exaggerate in your religion beyond the truth and do not follow the opinions of people who went astray before and misled many and themselves strayed far away from the right path. Quran chapter 5, verse 77. A2, the guide to guides the guide to God's straight path. Because the teaching of Jesus, peace be upon him, were twisted up to the church and mixed up with Paul's notions, and because God loves us and he wants us to hold to his straight path, he sent to us the prophet Muhammad as the last messenger and the seal, peace be upon him. The prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is a descendant of Abraham through his son Ishmael, peace be upon them both. In the Bible, there are promises made by God to Abraham and prophecies foretold by both Moses and Jesus about the advent of Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him as the final prophet that will bring all the truth. More details are found in our book online called Restore Your Original Religion. O Prophet Muhammad, verily we have sent you as a witness, a bearer of glad tidings and a warner and a preacher to God by his leave and a lamp spreading light. Quran chapter 33 verses 45 and 46. 8.3. Jesus' prophecy about Muhammad. In his last speech, Jesus, peace be upon him, told his followers about the advent of the paraclete and commanded them to follow him. And I will ask the, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete, and he may abide with you forever. John chapter 14, verse 16. It is, your it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John chapter 16, verse 7. When the Spirit of the truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. And whatever he hears, 
he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. John chapter 16 verses 13 and 14. The paraclete in the above verses was translated from the old Koine Greek language by the church as the counselor, helper, encourager, advocate, or comforter, and was considered as the Holy Ghost, which is the third head of the Trinity. However, the paraclete is actually the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and not the Holy Ghost, because one, the term paraclete means also praiseworthy, which is one of the names of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Two, Another paraclete means that the paraclete was going to be like Jesus, peace be upon him, i.e. a human and not spirit. Three, if I don't go away, the paraclete will not come. The Holy Ghost was around at that time of Jesus, peace be upon him. For instance, he witnessed Jesus' baptism, John uh, chapter uh, 1, verses 29 to 33. Therefore, they already existed and did not, therefore, he already existed and did not need to come after Jesus, peace be upon him. Four, that he may abide with you forever. The God's straight path in the form of the Quran and the tradition of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon have been preserved meticulously to abide with us. Five, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. According to the Trinity, the Holy Ghost is the third head of God, and therefore he should have the full authority of God instead of hearing and conveying what he has heard. On the on the other hand, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, heard the verse of the Quran from Angel Gabriel. Six, he will glorify me as Prophet Islam, as, as a prophet of Islam, Jesus, peace be upon him, is mentioned 25 times in the Quran, and more than 1.6 billion Muslims adore, love, respect, and glorify Jesus, peace be upon him. Whenever Muslims hear his name, they say, peace be upon him. Seven, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. After the distortion, of Christianity and the teaching of Jesus peace be upon him by Paul and the church it was Muhammad peace be upon him who brought back the teaching of Islam preached by Jesus peace be upon him those who follow the messenger the unlettered prophet Muhammad whom they find written in uh, uh, whom they find written in what they have of the Torah and the gospel who enjoins upon them what is right and forbids them what is wrong and makes lawful for them the good things and prohibits for them the evil and relieves them of their burden and the shackles which were upon them. So they who have believed in him, honored him, supported him and followed the light which was sent down with him. It is those who will be successful. The successful. Chapter 7 verse 157. 8-4. If you love Jesus, follow Muhammad the spirit of the truth. If you truly believe in God and love Jesus, peace be upon him, set yourself free from the teachings of Paul and the church and return to Jesus' teachings manifested in Muhammad wasallam. If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John chapter 31, verse, uh, John chapter 31, uh, verse 32. If you love Jesus, peace be upon him, listen to his last command and believe in the Prophet Muhammad, the spirit of truth, who affirmed Jesus' teachings and brought back to you the straight path of God, which has been preserved exactly as it was revealed and guarantees your happiness in this life and the hereafter or in the life to come. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, 
He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. John chapter 16, verses 7 to 14. Say, my Lord has guided me to a straight path, an upright religion, the creed of Abraham, the monotheist, believing in one God, who was not a polytheist, believing in more than one God. Polytheist mean believing in more than one God. Say, my prayer and my worship and my life and my death are devoted to God.